place here every week at Wednesday at 6 o'clock. With me, Perkins Warbeck. I'll see you next week.
satellites gone up to the skies things like that drive me out of my mind i watched it for a little while i like to watch things on tv
and she's hooked to the silver screen. But the film is a sad thing for, for she's lived it ten times or more. She could spit in the eyes of fools as they ask her to focus on sailors fighting in the dance hall.
Hey, hey, <clears throat> hello, is, uh, is this thing on? <laughs> hey, it's, uh, um, it's Bug House Square, it's Mini Radio, it's, um, it's Tuesday, uh, that was a good set, that was, that was, uh, uh, Radiohead from Kid A, side one, cut one, I got this great record, it's like a, it's like a double 10 inch, and there's like, you know, two songs on each side, so it's a little, Gatefold, nice. Uh, I like those little things. Those little things make me happy. Um, doesn't take much, although. Uh, man, so you washing your hands? I am like, um, I'm trying, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a picker, man. So uh, it's really a struggle for me. But I don't know. We just have to keep uh, cool heads, right? Um, sometimes it's like whipped. Can I do? Can I do this? If I get this thing, uh, uh, yeah, um, I'm you know eating good, trying to ready myself for ability. Yepper. Hey, um, again, I got it. It's uh, it's it's pledge month, week, uh, year. Well, if you come in through the website, there's a GoFundMe if you can. Drop a few bucks in there. That's like so good. We're really struggling. We had a, actually, uh, we just finished up a comedy week, comedy festival, the fifth annual. Pam Benjamin from uh, Joke Workshop and uh, with Friday night. Friday nights, uh, comedy showcase and um, comedy clubhouse. And, um, but they did a, a thing all week, and I had a couple uh, uh, comics on last show, so you can check it out. They were, uh, they chuckled. Um, and there were some 
decent stuff. I came in, you know, and I, uh, Friday. I, I worked last Friday. Everybody's got to volunteer for a couple hours. And um, it was uh, it was good. I mean, uh, everyone busted me up a couple of times. So, um, I mean, for me, it's like, I mean, you know, you really can't expect us to be, like, laying on the floor. I mean, it happens. But to get uh, to bust up a few times, that's good. I got definitely got my money's worth, and there's a lot of potential there, a lot of good uh, talent. Um, it's an interesting thing. You get to talk talk to them, you know, because it's all, you know, it's all, they're all very just kind of starting out or they're not like famous, you know, they're, and it's like anything else, you know, um, probably, you know, more of a love for uh, the art than uh, payoff, although, you know, there's, but, you know, it takes a while sometimes. Uh, so that was, that was fun. So you can go back and, and listen to any of those and those who came that, Yeah, yeah, Um What else is going on? There's election day, a little uh, Super Tuesday the 2nd. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm going to lift that load uh, right now. I'm just going to grab these records. That's what I'm going to be lifting. That was a hell of set. Um, uh, we had, uh, Brian Eno from Another Green World doing, uh, Sky Saw, I think that was from Another Green World, it's a good one. David Bowie from the Hunky Dory record, we did Life on Mars. Um, before that we did Satellite of Love, uh, Lou Reed. Before that, Neil Young from The Rust Never Sleeps, we did Sedan Delivery. Job I think I'll keep. Meat Puppets from Up on the Sun. We did um, Away. Uh, Tito Puente. We did, um, shoot, it was um, da -da -da -da, man, no, was a man from Jamaica. Anyway, it's on his uh, Dance the Cha-Cha record. That was a really good tune. Uh, Coltrane, uh, live at Birdland. I played this because uh, McCoy Tyner has uh, moved on to, to better things. Um, had a good life here on earth. Um, but that was a band. John Coltrane, McCoy Tyner, Jimmy Garrison, and Elvin Jones on drums. Um, and that was, yeah, McCoy Tyner, man. He's the kid there. Um, yeah. Uh, the Smiths, How Soon Is Now, from their Hatful of Hollow record. Before that, Al Stewart, uh, Year of the Cat, doing the title cover. Yeah, that. I don't know. That's just one of those like so produced records that uh, I like to throw in every once in a while, uh, just to see how how thick how thick it can get. Um, Psychedelic Furs from their first record, Mr. Europe, and uh, the Doors from their first record, Crystal Ship, and X from their More Fun in the New World, uh, the New World. Let's see. Well, um, yeah, I got things queued up. Let's let's see. I, I I haven't sent anything out in a while, but I got some. Oh, kind of. I let it go to sleep. 
So uh, there's a segment we do here at Bughouse Square. It's called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie. In the basement, we're miles apart. No surprise, going to rise from the basement. So what it is, it's uh, home recordists. Any style, any genre, this has to be recorded in your house, home, wherever you're sleeping. All right, so people send me links to where they're, you know, you can put your music up in the interweb nowadays. And it's pretty simple to do. Um, and then we can uh, listen to it. This is Rick Bellamy. I think I've played some hits. I don't know. I don't keep records of this stuff. I just kind of look and see if I've corresponded. And I haven't been able to find anything on this one. But sometimes they send me things, like two different w things in the uh, Rick Bellamy, I think he's from South Carolina, maybe, somewhere around there. Uh, this is uh, six days old, how fresh this this one is. It's called Unchained Melody. And uh, Rick Bellamy guitar, I uh, got no bio or anything, but I don't know. He just looks like he's uh, he's all about uh, the guitar. Cause it's that up, I'm touching that. This is a YouTube thing, so I don't know if I'm going to get a commercial or something, but here we goes.
Yeah, it's Electric Light Orchestra Showdown is what that is. We're going back to the basement. This is um, this is Pancho Rico Design. And uh, if you like this, you can find them on SoundCloud. Pancho Rico Design. The song is called uh, Flute Queen. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, Comes up, so I'm gonna touch it a third time. And here we go. Pause button. Good lines, dots moving. Physics accepted my request. I have a painter friend who says he actually slept with Jacqueline Kennedy. Or was it John Kennedy? Maybe it was Jacqueline Bissett. At any rate, 
I can tell I'm starting wrong. Let me begin again. He's got a wife and some kids. He works behind a desk beside a computer. He watches a lot of television, belongs to a health club, drinks things like Cuddy and Seven, whatever that is. He wears faded Levi's and Gucci loafers. His hair is long and perfectly groomed. He smokes the best marijuana, wears a gold Coke spoon in his pocket. His speech is riddled with jargon like far out. Do your own thing, I hear you, into it. Blow my mind, freak. You know I'm a sports freak. I'm a jazz freak. I'm a video freak. He hates accident, never questions authority. Don't do debate They transcendental meditate Stockbrokers are connecting They're all strung out on heroin Baseball players on Silver Square They've got beers and stringy hair Car dealers don't just sell drive trains They sometimes also deal cocaine When he was younger and out struggling to climb the ladder, he used to fight with his wife or have a night out with the boys, and he'd maybe go to a bar and try to pick up some strange if you get my drift. And after a while, he started hearing about free love, and he felt left out. And he tortured his imagination, dreaming of pot parties for those suntan girls and halter tops with their cutoffs slid up to their belt loops. Then he saw a picture in Playboy of Ursula Andrews on the arm of some hippie, and that did it. He began his rebellion late. And now he's got a designer camper. And one time he even got to sleep in it with one of those girls in the cutoffs. But it made me feel awful, because he had to pay a $50. Don't debate They transcendental meditate Stockbrokers aren't in by June They're all strung out on heroin Baseball players aren't so square They've got beards and stringy hair Car dealers don't just sell drive trains They sometimes also deal cocaine Here's the brave new world on the mirror.
Yes, Beatles. Um, uh, uh, yeah, sexy city. Um, but before that was uh, the chills. Where the chills? Um, writing so small. Small writing. Um, we're going back to the basement. One more time. This is OJI Edutainment. You dig this OJI? Look for him on SoundCloud. He's just uh, prolific as as I'll get out. He's uh, this song is called The Umbellini versus the Reptoids, Part 1. Ojai, if you dig this, we got the dots going. There. Thank <laughs> you. 
into the room with your pencil in your hand you see somebody naked in you you say who is that man you try so hard but you don't understand just what you will say when you get home because something is happening here but you don't know what it is your head and you ask is this where it is 
And somebody points to you and says, it's his. And you say, what's mine? And somebody else says, well, what is? And you say, oh my God, am I here all alone? But something is happening and you don't know what it is. ticket and you go watch the geek who immediately walks up to you when he hears you speak and says how does it feel to be such a freak and you say impossible as he hands you a bone and something is happening here but you don't know what it is But nobody has any respect Anyway, they already expect you To all give a check To tax-deductible charity organizations Ah, you've been with the professors And they've all liked your looks With great lawyers you have discussed lepers and crooks. You've been through all of F. Scott Fitzgerald's books. You're very well read, it's well known. But something is happening here and you don't know what it is. Do you, Mr. Jones? himself and then he clicks his high heels and without further notice he asks you how it feels and he says here is your throat back thanks for the loan and you know something is happening but you don't know what it is do you Mr. Jones this one-eyed midget shouting the word now and you say for what reason and he says how and you say what does this mean and he screams back you're a cow give me some milk or else go home and you know something's happening but you don't know what it is the room like 
gamble and then you frown you put your eyes in your pocket and your nose on the ground there ought to be a law against you coming around you should be made to wear Something is happening and you don't know what it is, do you, Mr. Jones? That's Bob Dylan, Ballad of a Tin Man. Uh, we're going back to the basement. This is Eddie Delbridge out of the San Francisco area. The song is called uh, the song's called Dublin Down, as in Dublin, Ireland, down. While the rain is coming down, that old smell is seeping. Creeping up from the ground A gypsy's coaxing notes From a warp neck violin The sound gets scattered round By an icy slice of wind Cigarette smoke and ghosts Fly through the liquid air Is that James Joyce walking By McDonald's over there La la la, a do la la A do la la, a do la Shop where a fry is sizzling chips. The smell slips out the door, flavors up the air a bit. Cell phones are a yakking, the voices I detect. Russian, French, and Spanish, German, Chinese, Czech. Cigarette smoke and ghosts fly through the liquid air. Is that James Joyce walking? By McDonald's over there How many feet Have walked these streets Carrying dreams Time comes unwound In Dublin town On the wall. 
Hey, thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Uh, stay tuned for uh, Fuck Off. This is the sound of music, musical curiosity, bitch. Um, what's going on today? Many good things, All as right. usual. As usual. Um, yeah, try to uh, wash your hands a lot and um, and be kind to those and around you and um, help those who are less uh, uh, fortunate than yourself. 
and uh, and we can make it a better place, right?
Can you hear me now? Alright, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> Alright, you guys, welcome. This is Friends of the Pod. In studio with me is uh, Ms. Zima Wyatt. Tell me about yourself. Um, I was born here in San Francisco, in Chinatown, and I live in Oakland now. Oh, wow. Um, But Chinatown, that must have been interesting, because the last time I went to Chinatown, um, I don't know if you see it on Facebook or or whatnot, but um, I went to Speakeasy for one of my friend's birthday. And that's in Chinatown. Ah. Yeah, it's uh, it was a it was a hell of experience. But I don't know when when <laughs> when you get there, it's like it's wow. Yeah, the yeah. energy, the energy is awesome. It's awesome. I'm sure in 1960, I was probably the only African American born in a Chinese hospital. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh, um, 1960 oh my goodness wow yeah, i know to... i know i don't look it i know thank you very uh, much no no <laughs> <laughs> but remember no, Quinn's my 21. sister so yeah look no, at her ex- exactly and, okay <laughs> the queen quen mejia yes <laughs> she yes. <laughs> out floating around in cyberspace somewhere yeah she's she's doing something she's gonna telecommute for now and she she's gonna try and make it later on but you know she has she has some stuff to deal with and yeah. i understand that yeah yeah that oh. happens sometimes but and the the dynamic oh my goodness <laughs> all right so so tell me how you know uh tell me how you know the queen wow now that's a story and of all stories we've been knowing each other since mm. I think I was in the sixth grade and she was in the eighth grade. Um, We actually went to the same church. Um, We grew up in East Palo Alto. Yeah, that makes sense. Just tell me about that. Yeah. And my mother had so many kids, and I don't mean biological. Um, She adopted anyone and everyone that came along. And Quinn happened to be one of those souls that um, my mother, they just connected. And actually, um, Quinn became the daughter that my that I, I guess, <laughs> wasn't <laughs> the daughter that... The foo-foo shoo-shoo. Let me put it in. <laughs> I anyway. totally understand that. <laughs> okay, you know Quinn. Okay, I totally so understand that. Shoo-shoo. Yeah, I, I was not. And um, uh, Quinn just, like I said, she came into our life, and my mother just embraced her. And the relationship that the two of them had like I said, people could come to my mother's house, you know, for dinner and they wouldn't yeah. know who her biological children were because she had so many people calling her mom. Oh, that's Yeah, cool, you yeah. know, and so, so <laughs> Quinn, um, actually, it's a story that I don't know if she's ever told you and I don't know if she wants to tell you. No, <laughs> it's not. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think she opens up about her past like all that often to people like that. She's just like, gotten close to it's kind of it's kind of tough but i see mm-hmm. that i see that sort of uh that that wall she puts up and she's such a diva i mean i love her <laughs> but like 
She's such a diva, and it comes. She with came out of the womb a diva. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. <laughs> but a good, I mean, she just had this spirit that um, my mother understood her, where sometimes your parents may not understand you, and it may take someone else's mother or father that can see something through you. you yeah, know, just like um, people who work with children. Um, they can see something in that child that their parents may not see, and then they can convey that to the parent, just like when kids go to school, and something that the parent's not seeing because the teacher is yeah. with them all day long, you know, they see a behavior that isn't normal in the household. So Quinn... Which, which is why, like, they're able to give advice to parents exactly, and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And my mother had that type of um, heart. She worked for a mortuary in East Palo Alto. So oh, she was one. always giving to others. Yeah. And so, like I said, she um, took Quinn under her wing. And the funny part of the Quinn and Zima story is... We're only two years apart. But there is a lifetime of experience between you two. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So when we were in high school, um, Quinn was in the 12th grade and I was a freshman. I mean, no, she was in the 11th and I was a freshman. Now, to this day, it's funny. Quinn did not realize how close in age we were. Because she, you know, she was my big sister. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a, a year, a year and some change apart, like it could mean, it could quite literally mean life or death. A decade. Yeah. <laughs> if exactly. you're, you know, it depends. And she had older sisters. I had older brothers. So my growing up was a little different than her growing up. But we were in high school together. I played on the basketball team. I was on the band. And Quinn, yeah. I mean, we were out of she, high school. She's probably just been singing for like 50 years. Yes, or yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm at school every day. And one day, I think it was like in 2004, um, we hadn't seen each other for like 20 years. And we finally reconnected. And she said, you know, I never realized you were t- only two years younger than I am. I said, well, Quinn, I was in high school with you. She said, I just thought you was up in high school hanging out. I said, you thought an eighth grader was hanging out, and you thought Miss Maggie was going to let me hang out in <laughs> high school for two years on the basketball team, on the softball team, in the band. She says, well, it just never registered. I just thought you was hanging out at and school. The, and now that, that's kind of that's crazy because, um, like, back when you guys were in high school, it was like the, the 70s. 70s, yeah, the and 70s. All, all this stuff's going on, like the Beatles and, like, oh, Jimi yes. Hendrix is making a splash on the radio. Yeah. There's so much media, but there's a, there's a totally different stigma that's going on. And what, like, what really catches my eye is, like, you were an athlete, and she was, you know, probably... Yeah, she was the diva, you know, she was into cosmetics and so cosmetology. So we all went to Quinn to get our hair done. (laughs) Oh, okay. That makes sense. Quinn is a bad Mm -hmm. hair stylist. Oh, she's definitely a bad mamma jamma. (laughs) And a 
dynamite singer so you get all that in one person so she's had this you know she sang with josephine baker at 14 what she never told me that <laughs> i'm sorry sis but yes you know at the circle star theater in redwood city so oh. she's had that fever and she'll she's gonna take it to her grave now, i wanted i want to take a moment you said redwood city you guys grew up in east Palo Alto. yes the Red- peninsula oh my good the, the peninsula itself has like a different energy but oh, uh, Red, redwood yes. city like the, you could tell the people in redwood city Despite all the stuff that's like mm-hmm. going on, they have like a sort of like character. Right. Yeah. Right. I used to live in a pl- an area called Friendly Acres. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been pretty friendly. And it was. It was really cool. It was like the quietest part of Redwood City. You know, it was a long marsh road. Okay. And, that um, ma- yeah, it yeah. was just an area with a bunch of duplexes that um were really nice and the people a lot of us worked for ray camp corporation yeah which was just on the other side of marsh road yeah it's i think it's still in Menlo park it yeah. is it's called tyco now yeah yeah i worked there for 11 years um from 19 to 30 Years well, old, well, yeah. Tyco is what I know from like the '90s because like, right. I'm an '80s yeah. baby. I was born in '87. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know exactly what you're talking about because you exit Marsh and like on the left is Redwood City, right? On the right is Menlo Park, right? Yeah. And then up, and if you go uh, east, west a little bit, you'll be in Woodside. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the peninsula. Um, but I also love the East Bay, and I miss San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's something there's something about the peninsula. I've I've been in the peninsula pretty much my whole life, except for mm-hmm. college. Like I needed to get out of here for college. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, I went to UCLA. Uh, it was probably like my worst and best decision of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean it was the worst because I don't know the people are very. Um, when I went there from between 2005 and 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, there was because Hollywood is like right there. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody just became la la. Not not. <laughs> I, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> not not superficial by mm-hmm. any means, but um. I mean, no, no, no. That's what I mean to say. I think they're mm-hmm. just very superficial, but la, they're not la. fake. Like that's what they're they grew la, up la with. people. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And then you come over here and people are like, people have like these blue collar jobs that mm-hmm. get up to the point where like they have to think, uh, think white collar. Cause nowadays mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. nowadays like people are making hundred thousand dollars a year and you're still considered poor. Exactly. Yeah. You need to go live in Sil- Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Oakland. Cause like I've been seeing a lot of Oakland lately. Oakland. Mm. Yeah, um, I moved to Oakland from East Palo Alto in 2004. Okay. And when I first moved there, the homeless uh, situation, it was there, it was present, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't overwhelming. And that's what's happening right now in Oakland is there's this mass wave of homelessness that, it, you know, you have the term pop-up for food. No, there are pop-up 
communities, tent fam, you know, units that are popping up wow. all over Oakland, all under the underpass, the um, anywhere there is an open space on the um, freeway entrance. Um, in East Oakland, in the Fruitvale, there has been uh, several fires of um, encampments because yeah. the people had no place to go. And the one thing that I can say that the homelessness there, the homeless are not hungry because there's a lot of food that are that's being given out daily, but they're, they can't afford to live in Oakland. I mean, I'm having a problem living in Oakland. Well, I, I think uh, I think Oakland's like the poster child for being gentrified, I think. Cuz um you know, if you if you start like let's say you go into a small community in Oakland, say and, West Oakland? Yeah, exa- exactly, <laughs> like West Oakland. Mm-hmm. And you start putting things like I mean, not Starbucks, but like stuff like Stuff like Swarovski or fucking like Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. Now, because there's now because it's there, people are gonna see it as like a destination because mm-hmm. that stuff is there. Mm-hmm. So more people are gonna start going in there, and they're gonna be talked to mm-hmm. by some investors about you know changing this whole community. Mm-hmm. It has and changed. Oakland is definitely changed. It has yeah. changed since I moved. I live in West Oakland, right yeah. in the. They call it Uptown, but Uptown is on the other side of 24 (laughs) or 980. (laughs) So I'm on the, I guess, west west side of 980. You're you're not too far off from uh, Lake Merritt, I think. No, 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 no. I'm I'm closer to the bottoms, what they call the bottoms, which is by the West Oakland BART station. Market, okay, okay. Grand yeah. Market Street and West Grand. Where the fire, as a matter of fact, the fire that they just had last week, I was a part of the people that electricity was affected at two o'clock in the morning. Because all of a sudden I heard this pop in the house. And, yeah. you know, I woke up and I noticed that everything, the lights were off. And I'm like, I know PG&E did not cut off my PG&E at 2 o'clock in the morning. Come on. <laughs> let me get there at 5 o'clock. But, yeah. you know, and then I started walking through the house because it was like a dead spirit, which means the energy was, there was no light, no, no kind of electricity. And I went to the kitchen and all I could see was this orange fireball. So of course everybody wake up everybody in the house. Let's we get dressed. We go running around the corner, and the new complex that's right on uh, West Grand, up in flames, wow. and that's what's hap- That's what has been occurring in Oakland for like the last two years with all the new units that are being constructed in these different communities. For some reason. They are being vandalized, arson. That makes sense. I can't. I can't really speak about the people that do it, but I don't know. I I'm at a loss for words, actually. But yeah, yeah. I, it, it's you know, it's the double-edged sword. You yeah. know, I live in Oakland. I live in West Oakland. I ne- live in that neighborhood, but I wouldn't be able to afford a unit there. I couldn't afford a um, studio. 
Oh, it's expensive. It's expensive. Everybody. It, it, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous, you know, $2,000 for a studio apartment. Well, <laughs> m- move, moving on from that, though, coming from Oakland, we got the uh, Golden State Warriors. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I'm kind of torn because I'm a native San Franciscan, you know, so them, com- <laughs> them coming back home. They're they're coming back over coming here. Chase, back Chase, home. Chase Arena, is, yeah, yeah. Chase Arena is going to be built by next year. Champ, yeah. Champ, you want to say something about that? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> uh, Champ, that's Zima. Zima, hey, that's the how Champ. How you doing? Uh, sit, sit right there, Champ. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> that was nice. That was I like that. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Want some headphones? Yeah, got it right there. This one? Yeah. Yeah, we're getting into So, it. so Quentin, Quentin told me that you did, uh, you do some photography for the Warriors, which is why I want to talk about like Revolution in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I've been photographing for them since 2007 when I used to work for the Globe newspapers, and now I shoot for uh, Sports in the Bay. Felicia McDaniels, sorry, she's going to kill me. Felicia Purcell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so when there's opportunities, because they are the champs, the photographers now are getting booted out because of all the different TV channels, stations that want to be there at the Warriors games. So, you know, the little ones, we lose our spot because some TV channel wants to be at a Warriors game. So, you know. Do you want to answer this? We got Quinn coming in. Hey, Quinn. Hello, Bob. Hey, Quinn. I hear you. This is Zima. Quinn Mejia. Where where is Quinn here? <laughs> Quinn here got a call in today. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you about life, but um, since you're not talking about me, I'm I'm over here live at um, Chipotle. Nice. In San Jose, <laughs> and it's a lot of weird energy out here today in San Jose. <laughs> But we're not talking about me. Hi, Zima. Hey, sis. How you doing? Girl, I'm telling you, I'm, this, this baby had to put the man off the bus because he said he was going to set me on fire. And what? you know I got STD. Is it? No, that's what? STD. STD. You know when you got to set you on fire? What kind of shit is that? So, oh, so the energy. bus is crowded, and he don't want to be touched. And he got uh, he has in his hand a um, a thing you pull the plug and you and, and you put out on the street when your cars broke down. Yeah. Uh huh. He has one of those, and he so first oh. this other man touched him, and he was gonna kick his ass and jump on him. And I'm standing by the other guy, and the guy keeps saying he's sorry, and he's threatening the other guy. 
And so I'm standing by him. And then I bump into him and he says, uh, I'm going to kick your ass. And I wow. said, let me just tell you, ain't another man going to hit me on this planet. Wow. And I meant that shit. And he said, I'm going to kick your ass. And I said, like I said, if you're going to, you, you know, we like had a standoff on the bus in the back of the bus at this point. And so the lady is saying, um, was he just uh, trying to uh, recreate sir, the Rosa Parks moment? This is a packed freaking bus in, in, in Santa freaking state. So on the way, you know where I was mm. going to take care of my phone bill. Yeah. Get there in the front. The machine is down. So I said, okay, I'll turn around and just went about three more blocks, get on that bus, and the nut is on the bus. So she can't, she's driving, like still driving with the nut on the bus, and it's getting so bad the other clients are getting involved. So at this point, the people got me blocked off from him while she kicked him off the bus, and he said he's thinking he's going to set me on fire. What? She takes me five blocks what? away from where I need to go, which is more toward out of way near the train station. So she lets me off there. I got to walk five more blocks back to where so I could take care of this phone, and by the time it's like it's a wrap, I could do it live. Oh, wow. It's not, it's not worth me even trying to, you know? No. Nah, to have this really. energy, you know, so I knew I could do it live. I want to say, Zima, thank you for coming. Oh, Bob, I awesome. love you guys so much. <laughs> but did Zima you tell too, you boy. who she is yet? <laughs> yes, we've been talking. <laughs> yeah, no, we, tell you well, we've been talking about best? you, actually. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I wanted to explore the dynamic between the, the queen and the photographer, apparently. You know, <laughs> the tomboy and the diva. <laughs> how you got con how you got connected with mother <laughs> because I didn't want to play dolly doll and makeup and all that so you know Wasn't I passed that you on <laughs> Deep, oh my you god came did you bring my high school pictures just so no, they could I see how I'm in a ninth grade swoop to do no I didn't I did tell them the story about you thinking that I was six years or seven years younger when we were at high school at the same time <laughs> mm -hmm. And I didn't even smoke weed then. Go you figure. should have been. No, man. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you, shouldn't even, you shouldn't even say it that. You should have been. Day. I thought you was out on the grass. <laughs> and I'm that. And I'm that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but my sister just said that basketball teams ought to be also programmed. She's a phenomenal. I, and I thank you. She she is an enigma. Oh, yeah. isn't she? She's a phenomenal and so, and yeah. um, the way she has come back, fought uh, MS is like, you know, her courage to do this when when she first shared with me her that she was diagnosed. You know, I didn't even know. I had no idea what cancer was. Or, you know, MS. Well, it probably didn't diseases. exist in the 70s. No, yeah. No, no, recently, kidding. actually. Yeah. She's speaking of uh, present day. Like, yeah. oh my four goodness, or yeah. five years. Yeah. When I was telling you earlier about the yeah. walker. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll get, to, we'll get to that at one point. There is so much to cover. <laughs> yes. Is it, so, any entertainment with you guys today, uh, Bob? 
Uh, we got we got the heavyweight champ over here, Queen. Uh, you, hey, you should, you the heavyweight. Oh, the champ is here. Hey, <laughs> champ. champ. Is here. Look, I needed you on the bus. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that type of stuff don't fly when I'm around. Man. No. I was I, I was squaring I was squaring off champ. There I you. put my bags down. I was squaring mm. off. I was like, okay, look like this is what I'm gonna do before I get what I'm going. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to say oh no my bail. God, you know, we don't have to go see the Bells bondsman, sis. We don't No, because I said if you you think you're gonna set me on fire, I'm gonna bite the shit out of you. I'm gonna yep. bite you and bite you and bite you and bite you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not an advocate for street violence, but at the same time, it's like stand your ground. You threaten to set me on fire, you gonna get shot. Yeah, you gonna set me on fire. He had yeah. the spark in his hand, yeah. getting ready to pull it. Nope. And when... everybody on the but in the back of the freaking bus, it ain't no, it ain't no room. But our champ, I'm telling you, we need security. I'm telling you. Mm, <laughs> so who you beating up in the world today? <laughs> Uh, actually, in a couple hours, I'll be wrestling over at uh, El Toro Nightclub. Oh, uh, oh, at a nightclub. Cemetery Avenue in in San Francisco. Oh, you a stripper? Wrestler. You ain't no boxer. I mean, hey, that's after that's after dark. <laughs> that's after dark. Hey, I'd rather have a wrestler than a boxer because a wrestler, I know he gonna take him down. Yes. I'm at the, I'm so I'm so is in the wrong location. <laughs> Your protection is here. <laughs> I'm sitting up no, here with a I'm burrito a and a and some and some chips, man. <laughs> well, he has a gentle face. What'd you say, and dimples. Chris? He has a gentle face. Oh, and man. She didn't oh, my sorry. dimples. Now I'm over here blushing. No. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and turn my back right now. Just, uh, and his head is shining. Well, that, that's because it's hot. I'm sweating. I'm from Washington. This is too hot for me. Ooh, I, I've been having bad sweating spells. Maybe, maybe it's good I wasn't there to drip all over you. I'll shoot. I'll shoot. <laughs> I don't think he would have been able to handle it. <laughs> You'd be surprised if I can handle I'm learning how Look to scale my buildings and shit. They call me Sin for a reason. <laughs> the rumors are true. Oh, my God. Bob knows. Oh, exactly. Got, oh, He's I heard know. the stories. <laughs> they got tools for everything, for climbing. Oh, yeah. For lasso it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got them all in my room. You don't, you don't have to not be able to do a damn thing on this planet. <laughs> oh, that's so oh, man. That's... Dude, so I can learn how to climb. Hmm? You taking someone down tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a five-on-five tag team match. And, um, based on the story... I haven't been announced as one of the participants mm-hmm. um, because they want to keep it a mystery until oh, I go out there. Oh, okay. But, oh, that's yeah. why you didn't promote on your yeah. Uh, page. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then tomorrow I'll be in Daily City, um, going against twenty nine other guys too. Twenty nine. Oh, wow. Nah, well, you don't look like you. Um, you've been banged up 
you know, oh, much. I'm, I'm covered Christina, in don't scars. be talking about how he look. I'm all sick and shit because I can't forehead? see. Oh. In the back of my head right here. <laughs> I got scars all over he got body. big arms? Yes. He got big arms? Yes. You do? I mean, yeah. they're all right. Yeah, I'm, wearing a, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. Or like a <laughs> He's wearing long Somebody, right I'm now. Wearing Somebody long better have yeah, some of that up. weed for me. That's why I don't care how he gets it. I don't care how he gets to Foster City. It better be there for me. <laughs> Man, I'm heating up over here. Byway, damn. Bye. You got me out here. got him shaking his shirt. I know. Trying to fan himself. Child, he needs to put hands. <laughs> oh my god. Talking live here from Chipotle in San Jose. Uh, I need one of them Holy Ghost Quinn, Yeah, yeah this, no, uh, you need the manifold. With the crew. Not yeah. the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will break on you. Am I tying up in line? No, you all good. You all good? How no, many lines yeah. we got? We only got one, but I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to answer Gail's phone call because I don't have the timer. <laughs> Bob over here being lazy, so he's we like, "All right, got we got one." one. <laughs> we we got one line. I'm I'm Quinn here talking from San Jose Chipotle. This um, had to do the street scene today because the universe called it out that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so hello world. <laughs> hello Quinn. <laughs> You know, you yeah. know what? The, the next time, uh, the next time, me, you, and Russell are at karaoke, I'm Russell and I are gonna sing you some Rosa Parks. Oh, you gonna sing me some what? <laughs> Is Russell there? Nah, no. nah, Russell's not here. What the hell, Russell <laughs> Truffles? Zima, you need to experience it. We call it. Oh, the you never had Russell's mouth Truffles? Orgasm. No, oh, no. Man, you, you missing out. Yeah, you did the mouth, yeah. mouth Zima, you got you to come out one yeah. of these times. And Russell's here. He's, I told him I'll slap yeah. somebody for them damn truffles. Yeah. Uh-uh. Them truffles bust open yeah. in your mouth, girl. <laughs> do they melt in your mouth? Oh, they do Anything. more than that. Oh. Yeah, they, they, um, they, they burst open in your mouth, and all of your whole mouth. Your whole mouth is full of pleasure. Oh. Can you imagine Are we that? talking about Your the truffles or me? <laughs> <laughs> What's really going on? We are talking about truffles, right, <laughs> Nah, I didn't know truffles bursted in your mouth. I know they melt. Depends on the truffle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> You guys stop. let me know when you talk, oh, when you, when you need to. blushing over here. The no, dimples I'm, are. Uh, you know oh, what? Don't no, tell I just me saw you got the, a dimple. I just saw where the conversation was turning, so I'm ready now. I didn't know it was going to be this type of radio show, Bob. <laughs> it's not. It's you told not. me to come down here and promote wrestling. You got me out here just talking about truffles. Being looking like a piece of meat. <laughs> I don't mind. I, I didn't know they would turn you into that. I don't. Crap, I swear. You, yes, you did. No, I did not. You set me up. You set me up. Thank you. Well, he he's not supposed to tell his identity until this tonight. You know? So we're yeah. trying oh, to change it up. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, did I mess up? Oh well. Yeah, we're trying to change uh-huh. it to keep it undercover for us. <laughs> I mean, as long as, as long as you didn't check in, you'll be all right. But I keep, I keep asking the universe, 
What did I do? What I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> what time? What time is it? I'm about to get one of these scooters and start scooting along. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, you're gonna rent a Vespa. Yeah, for right. Me? I almost had to do that trying to find parking over here. <laughs> right. Oh, you I drove park- here. Yeah. I, how else was I gonna get here, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to park. Uh, I'm, I'm fat and lazy. Bob's I don't like I'm me, not baby. Walk. <laughs> <laughs> like Dan apparently Moses the bus is out Quinn. of question. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Ooh, apparently, look, so. look, I'm gonna go get that. I'm gonna go get that arsenic and, and have him threaten you guys. Shoot. <laughs> Is, like, that, is that what we'll on the radio? Like, uh, compared to the heavyweight champ? No, there's no question about it. That'd be a bad life decision champion. for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you know so, why I'm not there? Because hmm. I would be your contender. That's oh, why shoot. I'm not there. See, now. <laughs> that's a call out. That's a call out to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm the champion 24-7. So anytime. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is show up with a ref. I'm gonna give you some tight, tight boxer shorts. Got them on right now. Ooh. <laughs> he, do, he actually does. Yep. Yeah. Because I'm going straight to the show after this. Yeah. Oh, what color so, are they? Quinn, we trying to find what? out when his show, what's going on with his show. Doors open oh, at okay. 7 o'clock. It's at El Toro Nightclub in San Francisco. Mm. Um, I'm going on probably 9.30. Oh, that's cool. Because mm. yeah. I'm in a weight class. Uh, heavyweight. You go on at 9:30, and what is the charge no, to get in? Huh? How much does it cost to get in? I think like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah, people need to know. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. So I'm, I'm about turn... to head over there after the show. <clears throat> so they can I'll see the Bob's line. Bob's line. <laughs> I've been I've been inviting him to my shows for three years. And he hasn't showed up till one. This Thank man, you, this man it. bought an airplane ticket and a hotel room in Las Vegas to come see me wrestle out there. All the way up until the day I left, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna see you there. I'm gonna see you there." You know, That's he never a damn showed up. Shame. You know, he never showed up. I can't stand fake friends he, like that. Uh, he's, he's not a fake friend. He's just. He never shows he up. Never, he never shows well, up. Well, that sounds like a fake friend to me. Unless, unless there's music or lumpia, he ain't showing up. No. Well, look, this and is what he you got to do. Well, and he was supposed to bring me a gang of lumpia the other night because he went to the, <laughs> the lumpia fest. Mm. And oh, you know who showed up empty-handed? Ooh. Bob. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know Bob, who still let him in the bar? Him like me. The heavyweight. You're not treat, treating him like the heavyweight yeah. I'm imagining here. He probably has the bomb in the car right now. No, I ain't leaving it in the car. Mm. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm imagining a, a heavyweight champion, and uh, Bob, you ain't, you're not treating him like he's a heavyweight. I'll, I'll, well, su- six, I'll surprise him. He's six, he's six five of heavyweight champ. I'm mm. six four. I'm six mm. four. Don't Clo- give, don't give me extra mm. issues. I got mm. enough of those. Mm. Mm. I'm 340 oh, I'm pounds. Mm. 